This is our last day together in looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Throughout this chapter, we've been talking about how to deal with difficulties in our relationships as believers. Verses 12 to 16, we've talked in much of this chapter about what I would call the negative side of that. What do you do when you have to have a difficult conversation? What do you do when you have sorrow in your life? How do you respond in a good way? And we've seen the positive that comes out of that. But we've talked about how do you confront difficulties? In verses 12 to 16, we look at it from more the positive side. As I read through these verses, there are six words in these verses that are to be a part of our authentic and growing relationships as believers. When you understand these words, you understand a depth of relationship with other believers that many people never get to. They're very simple words, but there's a very deep relational aspect to our lives as believers that comes out of these words. So let me read through these verses, verses 12 to 16, and listen for those words as I read. So even though I wrote you, it was not on account of the one who did the wrong or of the injured party, but rather that before God, you could see for yourselves how devoted to us you are. By all this, we are encouraged. In addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was because his spirit had become refreshed by all of you. I had boasted to him about you, and you've not embarrassed me. But just as everything we said about you was true, so our boasting about you to Titus was proved to be true as well. And his affection for you is all the greater when he remembers that you were all obedient, receiving him with fear and trembling. I'm glad I can have complete confidence in you. Now, let's walk back through those verses and look at those six words. Six words that are to be a part of our authentic, our growing relationships as believers. First word is devotion. And as Paul talks about our devotion to one another as believers, he says something very surprising. I don't know if you caught it. It's hard to hear it. It's easier when you look at this. He says, I want you to see how devoted to us you are. Now, that's a surprise. We'd expect him to say, I wanted you to see how devoted to you we are. But he's speaking for them. Paul's saying something very strange here at first glance. I want you to see that you're devoted to me. That may sound selfish to you, but that's not what he's talking about at all. You see, we struggle with each other at times as believers. Have you noticed that? Because we're all human beings. We all struggle. We're all sinful. And when we struggle, it's important that we do so in a relationship of commitment. I'm irritated by you. I, I struggle with you, but I also know I am committed to you. It's important that we do so in a relationship even of devotion to each other. What Paul is saying here is he talks about this word devotion is you don't have the option to just write off another believer because you disagree with them or even because they've hurt you. You are devoted to them. You are tied to them in ways that are beyond your understanding. And Paul says to the Corinthians, when you see how devoted you are to me, you were angry with me, but when you see that you're also devoted to me, can you be angry and devoted at the same time? Yeah, parents, those of you that are married, of course you can. You can be both at the same time. So you have those emotions and an attitude and a commitment of devotion. Now, devotion does not tell you what the relationship has to be like. I totally understand that there's some believers that even though you're devoted to them, you're not gonna spend every moment of the day with them. I'm not talking about spending every moment of the day together. I'm talking about realizing you're connected together no matter what. There's some people, believers, you're connected to them, but they won't connect with you. You can't force that relationship. You can't make that happen. Some people go down that road. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm to be devoted to them, so I have to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. <laughs> At some point, you've tried. Now you need to leave it in their hands. 
So what does devotion mean then? You can decide to never forget the devotion that you have towards them and keep praying for that person. You can decide to realize no matter what happens, we have a commitment to each other. That's part of what it means to be a believer. That's true of every believer you know in your family, in your church, but also every believer that you know around the world. We are devoted to each other, tied to each other because of the Spirit of God who's within us, the cross of Christ, Jesus died for us, the resurrection. We're, we're one in him in ways that we don't even understand. So we've got to see that, Paul said. That's the first word. And the second word he uses is the word encouragement. You want a depth of relationship with other believers, you have to understand this word encouragement. Paul says, by this we are encouraged. He was encouraged by hearing the good news at their response to Titus' visit. We're to encourage each other as believers. In fact, Hebrews 3.13 says we're to encourage each other day after day, every day. Encouragement is to be a daily part of my relationship with every other believer in my life. Daily part of your relationship. Paul is encouraged that they've started to turn things around. And he encourages them by saying, I've been encouraged. It's so easy to point out the wrong things in other people's lives, to see them. It takes a lot more energy. It takes a lot more strength. It takes a lot more faith to see the good things in people's lives that you could encourage. But when you encourage those good things, God does good things. So who can you encourage today? Who can you encourage in the next five minutes after you hear this? Encouragement. The third of these six words, devotion, encouragement, and then refreshment. He talks about Titus, and he says, Titus is a spirit. His spirit was refreshed by all of you. That's what it's supposed to be like in our relationship as believers. As we see other people living for Christ, we are refreshed in our love for Christ. As we see somebody else take a step of faith, we are refreshed in our ability to take a step of faith. As we see someone else put hope in Christ in a difficult circumstance, we are refreshed in our hope in Jesus Christ. So the question I have for you is this. Who refreshes you? in your faith, hope, and love. And the encouragement I'd have is spend time around those people. Those are the kind of people you need in your life. Refreshed and encouraged. A fourth word that Paul uses in these verses is the word boasting. Our boasting about you, he says, proved to be true. We talked in the beginning chapters of 2 Corinthians about the fact that we'd come across this truth of boasting again and again in 2 Corinthians. Boasting can obviously be wrong if it's done pridefully. Paul shows us in this book that it can be right when it is done selflessly. In fact, it should be done selflessly. You and I are to lift up the Christ-like qualities in another person's life. We're to lift up the Christ-like qualities in a church's life. Now, I know some people out there say, oh, no, no, we, don't, we should never do that because that would cause pride in their life. Well, Paul did it. Paul did it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So obviously that's not true. And the truth is, when you lift up Christ-like qualities in somebody's life, that causes them to become more Christ-like. Now, they could choose to become prideful. I understand that, and people sometimes do. But if they're going to choose to become prideful, that's their problem. When you boast about a Christ-like quality in somebody's life, it's an invitation to become more Christ-like, a strong invitation. Boasting is something we're to have in our relationship as believers. A fifth thing we're to have is affection. Paul says his affection for you became greater and greater. We're to love each other as believers. I think we all realize that. But we're also to like each other, to have affection for each other. Now, Paul says here that Titus' affection was all the greater because he remembered their obedience. We're to love each other. We're to like each other. And Paul says what Titus liked 
was the way you followed Jesus. The foundation for his affection was their obedience. His heart went out to them. He liked seeing in them the fact that they were following the Lord. There's something in me when I sit with our church and we're singing a song and all of a sudden I can hear everyone else singing. I like that. I love what God's doing in his people when I hear that. There is an affection that I feel, not just for the individuals that are singing around me, but for the whole body of Christ that's singing together in those moments. It is almost, it's almost beyond explanation for me. There's those moments in your life when you see people following Jesus and you think, I, I like that. Now, Facebook is all about what you like and what you maybe don't like. There's a different kind of like that I'm talking about here. It's affection, genuine affection for other believers. And then there's a sixth word that Paul talks about in a depth of relationship as believers, the word confidence. I'm glad, he says, I'm glad that I can have complete confidence in you. Now, do you always have that with every other believer? Let's be honest, you don't. We trust the Lord, and he is always trustworthy. You can always have complete confidence in Jesus Christ. We are to trust each other. But as human beings, we're not always trustworthy. And so sometimes people break your trust. Or sometimes you don't know them yet. You don't know whether you can trust them or not. So what we're to work for, what we're to work toward as believers, is a place where we can have confidence in each other. Confidence in the fact that although we're different, God's going to use our different gifts to bring glory to himself. Confidence in the fact that although we struggle, we're going to come to him with those struggles and not only sense his forgiveness, but repent and follow him. Confidence in our integrity, confidence in our motives, confidence in our actions. When that happens in a small group, maybe that you're in, when that happens in a church that you're in, when that happens with a brother in Christ, with a sister in Christ, when that happens in your family, when you sense, I can have confidence in this other believer, not that they're perfect, but that they're growing, that they're an example to me. When you have that, Paul says, I am glad I have confidence in you. You should be glad to the depth of your soul. That is an incredible gift from God. And that's what we're to work for, work toward in our lives. Now, as we end today, as we pray together today, I want to pray for my relationship, your relationship with other believers. Would you pray with me? Lord, you see us, you know us, we're human beings. And some relationships we have with other believers, they're great. Lord, we need you. With the good relationships, we want them to be better. We want them to be deeper. We don't want to settle for just where they are. Oh, that would be easy for us to do, but Lord, in the depth of our soul, that's not what we want. So cause those good relationships to keep growing, we pray. And Lord, those relationships that we struggle with, I pray that you'd help us to love people in spite of the struggles that we have. I pray that you'd help us to see places we could encourage. And I do pray that because of our love for those that we struggle with, Lord, that there would be some miracles where we'd see a lack of confidence, a lack of trust grow again into a confidence in that relationship. Lord, whatever the, the things that you're doing in my relationships today, I know that you're at work there because you're a God of love and you're working to create a new depth of love in me. So I pray that instead of just thinking about the other people in my life in terms of who they are and how they live and how they struggle, you'd help me today to see what you want to do in my life through those relationships. And help me to make these choices we've talked about today. The choice to have confidence, the choice to have affection, the choice to boast, the choice to encourage, the choice to, in my daily life, have a sense of genuine liking for those people in my life and be built up by them. Help me to make these choices, I pray, Jesus, by your strength, by your power. In your name I pray, amen.
Well, next week, chapter eight, Paul starts to talk about the powerful impact that a giving heart makes on our daily lives. 